Just why did he cheat? Just why did she stay? Just why did you make that face? Just why did you say that? Just why did any of that happen? We always find ourselves asking just why. On Just Why podcast, every week we will discuss topics on just why people and things happen the way they do. Some things just may not make sense, but that's why we're here to discuss it all. Now, let's get ready to discuss just why. Hey, you guys. Now, before we get into today's discussion or episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that this here episode was pre-recorded, dated back in February, and I was hesitant to share with you guys, and of course, you guys know me, I wanted to update it and re-record it and scratch the original episode, and I had to tell myself, as I always do, no, let this episode be what it is and air it. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I didn't want to re-record it. I just wanted it to be what it was and what I was feeling in that moment and to still allow you guys to hear that. Now, of course, since recording that episode, I have experienced some different things as well as still been going in and out of the hospital for a test So things are different, but that can be talked about um, at a later date. But in the meantime, just to share with you all the initial experience and the initial recording. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, you guys, welcome to Just Why Podcast. I am, as always, Super excited to have you guys joining me for the discussion of the day. And I am, I know I say it all the time that I'm excited to have you guys join me, but I am like really super excited and grateful to have another day to be able to do this. Um, For those that are a part of my mailing list, you guys received an email sometime last week. Um, I don't remember the day of me just letting you guys know that um, man, man down, man down is kind of how I kind of how I started the email off. And, uh, you know, letting you guys know that uh, something had came up with me health wise um, and I didn't get a chance to get um, part four of story time out there for you guys. And pretty much just apologizing, but letting you know, as soon as I'm better, um, things will be kind of back to normal. And because I just, you know, adore you guys and we have all kind of grown a connection um, with each other, I felt that it would be super important for me to fill you guys in on what happened with my life on Monday, February the 20th, Lord, February the 15th. I'm about to say today's date. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about that with you guys just a little bit uh, because we're like family, you know, and I'm going to tell you guys, I was scared as shit. I'm telling you, um, Monday, literally, um, you know, they always say it like on TV or, or in the movies or it's just kind of that saying your life flashes before your eyes and all that kind of shit. And Real talk, you guys. Literally, I live that. And I, I, after everything was all over with and I made it home, um, after being in the hospital for about four days, I made it home and, well, three nights and four days I was there. Um, and I made it home and it was just like, okay, you know, I'm fine in my mental. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then it hit me once I was alone and tried to sleep and things like that, that ultimately, I guess I'm super traumatized by what happened. So, um, I'm saying, um, (laughs) where to start? So you guys know, I'm young or, you know, I mean, 
I'm young. I'm 30. I'll be 35 in May. That's fairly young. And, you know, I feel like us young folks, we, I mean, we know anything can happen. You know, we, we're not, we're not, um, to the point where we just think like, oh, we're untouchable. But for the most part, you know, young people don't really, or younger people don't really pay too much attention to things that are going on with them unless it's like something that really hits them. Um, And we think like a lot of things only happen to older people and so forth. And it can't happen to us because we're so young. And then when something does happen, we're like, oh my God, he or she was so young. And or they're so young, you know. And not to say that I always had that mentality, but I was always just on the go, as most young people are. We kind of just go, 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 go um, with life. And here I am. A mother of two, um, a single mother of two with that. And I am like you, so used to being like superwoman, you know, between taking care of my children, working, just day-to-day life, you know, just moving. You know, I'm the kind of person that, like most women, we're coming from the grocery store and we have about 3,500 bags. We're going to pile all 3,500 bags on our arms and legs and toes and fingers and take that one trip into the house. And, you know, laundry, if you don't have laundry, um, you know, the machines in your home, you're carrying that bag on out to the car. You know, you, you're doing you're doing what you have to do, which is how I've always been. Uh, I don't really like to wait on people. I get very impatient. Um, and I feel like I'm fully capable of doing whatever it is that I'm asking someone to do, unless it's just really out of my complete means to do. So, um, just in general, February has been a really tough month for me and my family. I know initially when I talked about myself, things were going great. And then, um, boom, bow, February happens. We had a death in the family. And literally that was uh, my uncle, my uncle Harry. He was literally the last true elder on my grandmother's um, side. So my grandmother's brother, and that was, he was the last of it. And then, you know, now we have like, of course, my aunts and uncles and whatever, but they're still fairly young. Um, But that was really tough on the family. And so to jump to what happened on um, on Monday, 2.15, uh, we were pre- preparing for the service, uh, my uncle's funeral service. So like most um, funerals, you'll have maybe the day before where you'll have the viewing and then the next day you'll have the service. So on Monday was the day of the viewing and my mom and my uncle have been of doing so much to kind of get my uncle prepared uh, for his final resting place and just kind of get him all situated. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go up to the viewing in case they need help with anything, you know, for family members who live out of state, I'll can, I can set the zoom up and kind of like take care of that while my mom, my uncle do entertain people that did come or whatever it is that they may needed to do while we were there. And of course, is when we had our um, two-day blizzard storm where it just piles and piles and piles of snow came about. Um, and so I'm there, you know, doing what I said, having the Zoom for the family and things like that. And I all is well. Now, before that, before I got there earlier that day, I want to say maybe like one o'clock, um, it started to snow. And I don't watch the news, which I probably should, but I don't watch the news nor or check the weather app and I have blackout curtains in my room so when I got up it was like okay crap it's snowing you know what it may the way the snow is coming down you know let me try to run to the grocery store and kind of make sure we have some food in the house because I needed to go grocery shopping but with so much going on it was like before it was freezing cold here so it was like 
not really going out in this below weather temperature. We have enough food to survive. Then my children left to go over to their dad's house. So I really don't need to go grocery shopping because, hey, the kids aren't here. I don't need to. (laughs) I'll figure out what I can eat. You know, it wasn't like a must that I have to cook dinner every day as I do when my children are home. So it was like, okay, whatever. I'll eat or I won't eat or, you know, I'll eat out or whatever. So I ran to the grocery store because I knew my babies were coming home um, because we needed to go to the funeral um, on the next day. So I ran to the grocery store, got a couple grocery items, and it it was snowing. It was really coming down. And I'm like, okay, let me run this stuff back to the house. So I run everything back to the house and I'm moving really quickly. So when I got up, I didn't eat breakfast. I just got up and I was going and went to the grocery store, came back, put all the groceries up, and then I left and went up there with my mom and my uncle and did everything that I mentioned previously that I was going to go do. So we were there from about 3 to um, 7 or 8 o'clock p.m. I think it was to 7 o'clock. I don't really know, you guys. (coughs) Excuse me. I don't really know. Um, It was between 7 and 8 that we were we were there until we left from three to seven or eight and the snow was really coming down it came down so much like the people of the funeral home place asked us all to move our vehicles so that they can plow the parking lot and then we can put our cars back because that's how much snow was coming down um so when we left you know it took about almost an hour so maybe it was over at seven and I didn't make it home um, until like seven. I didn't make it home to almost about eight ish because that's how bad the streets were. The streets was really terrible. So you weren't really driving that fast. And I don't have like a truck that's built to particularly move in this kind of stuff. I have a little old car. <laughs> and um, yeah, so when I got home, streets were crazy. My little parking spot that I had previously when we initially had snow a couple of weeks ago shoveled out um, it was completely full of snow and even my chair that I had um, for people that are not from Chicago we kind of have this um, this thing called dibs where when it's a winter snow and people have to shovel their cars out and shovel their space out When they come home after doing all of that hard work, when they come home, they want to be able to have that parking spot that they um, shoveled out. If you have a question or topic that you would love to hear us discussed on Just Why, hit the message icon located in the Anchor app. You never know, your topic may be up next. So like I was saying, um, here in Chicago, when it snows, um, we have this thing that's called dibs and you you snow yourself out after a blizzard, you want, and if you had to go to work or go on with your day-to-day life, you want to come back home to a park. And after putting in so much hard work, you're out there for hours, sweating and body sore and aching, you want your parking spot. So like I mentioned a few weeks ago, it snowed like that shoveled myself out kept my parking spot and with me going out on Monday or that Monday it had so much snow that had piled up and my chair that I had set in my parking spot for my dips it was um everything was completely full with snow and like I said I have a little car so I was like okay well there's no cars coming let me get out and shovel me a a little bit so I can kind of get my car in there and I'll f- deal with it t- the rest tomorrow. Um, just want to be able to pull in there without getting stuck because it's just me. No one else is around to help it push me if I get stuck. So, and I, any time in the winter time when it snows, um, I always keep, I mean, I have like this broken shovel. Um, I always keep that in my car moments if I'm somewhere and it snows too much and I get get a little stuck and I need to kind of shovel myself out a little bit I'll always have it so of course like I said it snowed 
And so I get out the car and I'm like, no car is coming. So I have a little bit of time to shovel a little bit. So me being me, superwoman that I think I am, I got out and I got out and I started quickly shoveling, you know, shoveling up a little bit, trying to get as much snow as I possibly could. And then, of course, a car comes and I'm like, okay, let me, you know, I I don't like to block the street and weird things like that. So I'm like, okay, well, it's a car now. Let me try to move, um, move my car. And right as I was walking to my car, I got to the driver's side headlight. And this is when everything with my life kind of changed a little bit and and people may listen to this like oh my god she's being so dramatic and but real talk like until some weird shit like that happens to you you really won't understand um like truly understand what a person is really going through on the after end of things so I get to the driver's side headlight and I started to feel like this tingle in my foot and it was like a, it was a very strong tingle. And I was like, what the heck? And I was in my foot kind of like got a little, it's really difficult to truly describe the exact feelings that happened. But I initially thought like, dang, I'm, I think I'm about to have a Charlie horse. Um, like, oh, I'm about to have a Charlie horse. I guess I must have, in my mind, when it initially happened, I'm like, oh, I guess I must have, like, been bending or doing something the wrong way and turned too fast, moving too fast, trying to shovel, and now trying to hurry up and get back to the car in this snow. And it all happened so fast, but so slow, if that makes any sense. So the tingle started in my foot, and it's like a tingle... And it's like a a vibrating feeling. It's like pins and needles. It's like a combination of all of that. It's almost like, I don't know. And before I knew it, like, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And I made it, I managed to make it to the driver's side door And by the time I made it to the driver's side door, my foot began to become completely numb. So essentially, I still needed to make it to the seat. So I'm trying to like throw this stupid ass shovel and this stupid ass stool or my chair that I had in my parking spot into my car. Because now I'm like, I'm filling it up my entire left side, the tingling and the sharp pains and you know all of that that was happening initially in my foot I'm now starting to feel it on my entire left side it's up my entire leg and things started to feel completely different and um before I knew it I think between the time of me tossing the shovel in the car the shovel in a chair in the car my um left side went completely numb um And it was almost as if, like, electric. I don't know. It's so many different feelings that happened. Um, Like, I guess, like, an electric current was going through my whole body. It was a weird um, tingle and numbness and shock. Uh, It's so difficult to truly, truly describe. It's almost kind of and I I guess I can say it's almost like when you hit a piece of metal and you touch that metal and that vibration goes through your your hand I guess but it's um it's like that but maybe shit 20 to 30 times stronger if that makes sense I know we probably did that as kids hit the metal and touch it like fools um but it's it's such a i don't know you guys it's such a strong tingle sensation of vibration and like pins and needles and numbness 
all at the same time. I could not move my um, left left side at all. I couldn't move my legs. I couldn't feel any of that. Um, and like I said, all of this happened extremely fast, but it felt like it lasted for eternity. And it's just me. I'm by myself with the exception of the vehicle behind me. And I felt, I remember trying to, because I felt it in my arm and my hands. And honestly, if you have maybe seen, um, depending on how severe, um, a person who has had a stroke where their arms and hands, their hand may be kind of like turned in a little bit, um, because it can't necessarily flex out or stretch out completely. That's what happened to my hand and my arm. It was bent up completely. I don't know what the proper word is for it, but it was completely balled up. And I could not straighten it for um, straighten my arm out for nothing in this world. And I tried it, tried doing that in that moment with my right hand because now fear has set in and I am trying to control whatever this feeling that's taken over my left side and it was nothing that I could do and in my mind all I'm thinking about is my babies and that I am having some kind of like stroke or heart attack and it's no one here and I don't know where my damn phone is and there's nobody here to save me. So I um, I just started yelling for help and screaming for someone to help me. And I knew the car was behind me. And so I'm waving my hand and I'm yelling for help. And this person, they just weren't moving. And they probably could have been, you know, since... I was blocking the street and they were waiting for me to, you know, come from shoveling to my car. You know, any moment most people get for whatever reason, they're looking down at their cell phones before until they can move again um, because they didn't blow or anything. So I'm screaming and yelling for help. Help me. Help me. Please help me. Somebody. And I didn't care if it was somebody running out their house. I just wanted somebody to help me because All I knew was, in my mind, that I'm about to die right here. And I said, I have to try to to stand up. I need this person behind me to see me so they can help me. Call 911, do something. So, I don't know what made me think I could stand, knowing that I had no feeling on my left side but I don't I guess I was trying to survive if you will and when I attempted to stand up trying to use my strength from my right side but it didn't it wasn't successful um because I'm sitting on the driver and maybe visualize this um because I'm sitting on the driver's side dealing with this this tingle and electric shock um this whole I don't know vibration and numbness that my left side was feeling um I'm sitting feet out my legs out of the car um of my legs out of the car and I probably could have tried to stand Shit, I don't know on a right I don't know it was none of it would have made sense I guess either way but I was so like my left side was so turned and smashed into the driver's seat of the car because I, I don't know I, somehow my body got like that so I try, attempted to stand and lift myself out of the car um but I it did not work I end up because I wasn't holding on to anything. I'm steady trying to force my arm and hand, um, arm and hand to stop feeling the way it was feeling. And 
when I stood, I'm waving my right hand, still yelling for help for this person to please help me, somebody, anybody. Um, I fell to the ground because I had no support um, or, you know, any nor balance. And that's when that person, I guess, in the car realized like, oh, crap, maybe this is the person I've been hearing yell for help if they even heard me. But they noticed I fell on the ground. And the gentleman, I really wish I like knew his name or info or whatever. But he um, he got out of his car and he ran over to me. And he pretty much was just like, you know, I don't want to touch you right now because I'm not for sure what's happening. But, you know, he started to ask me like, what am I feeling? What's going on? Did I have any health issues? And have I ever felt what's happening to me happen before? I guess he was trying to really gauge what was going on and what to do. Um, and before, by the time we had that, I mean, and, and it might sound like, well, the way I'm saying he was asking all these questions, it may seem like it was a long time. But it really happened really quickly, like with him running to me and asking those questions. It was all done like super fast, like, you know, it was so fast. I don't even know. It just was really fast. It wasn't as long as it may sound. Um, and and he ended up like, OK, I'm going to lift you um, into your seat and crazy thing by the time he lift by the time he went to lift me up the numbness started to go away and but my body was in complete shock my entire body was shaking um uncontrollably and he sat me down and but before he sat me down as he was picking me up he was said to me he said I saw you shoveling and I was like, look at her moving all fast. He said, I guess you were doing that because you saw me coming. And he was like, you know, you have to be careful out here shoveling. That's like one of the number one causes of death and heart attacks in people because they're out here trying to shovel. You have to be careful. And he's saying this to me as he's um, picking me up and placing me in the chair. And him saying that it was like well I was already freaking out before because something just happened to me that has never ever happened to me and here I am by myself and I already thought I was trying to freaking be a goner anyway and you tell me this and he was just like you know it's snowing out here we're not in a rush because we can't get anywhere fast anyway I want you to sit here for a minute before before you do anything before you move this car just sit here so we sat there for a little bit um and then we eventually got the car parked and I even after that I still sat in the car for a little bit longer because I I was so scared I was scared to move I was like scared to walk I was scared to do anything and I was like okay wait I'll be damned if I stay in this car and this happened again. Like, I need to go in the house. So I finally made myself in the house. Body's still shaky and still um, felt the tingle on my left side. Um, My mom, she lives out in the suburbs. So she, like I said, it was so much snow. She hadn't made it home. And I was tracking her on the, on my phone. And I didn't want to scare her because I also didn't know what was wrong with me. So I end up um, going to Google, which just, we just got to stay off of Google. As much information as informative Google can be, it's like when you are sick with something, just don't go to Google because Google will kill you off faster than I don't know what. If you enjoy listening to Just Why Podcast, hit the support link that is located on your device and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes.
So Google, although it can scare you into thinking that every little thing is wrong with you, in this case, um, this time around, it actually was accurate. So uh, listening to the guy as I was waiting for my mom to get home to call her and tell her what had happened to me, I went to searching Google and I was thinking about what the man said and he was saying heart attack and I said, okay, well, let me look up symptoms of heart attack and all of that. And I was reading all of that and I was like, well, that isn't kind of what happened to me. I didn't kind of experience that. And then um, I Googled symptoms of a stroke and I was like, that's kind of, I don't know. And then you know how... When you're searching um, certain things, or especially like colds or illnesses or disease, I guess, it'll list like related, um, what is the word, related conditions or I guess things that's similar to what you are looking up, if that makes sense. I can't think of what the word is, Um, but underneath that, it had like the related symptoms or conditions or common symptoms or something and it had a TIA and it stands for like you know long you know a little medical term transient I think it's stomatic and I'm probably saying it all freaking wrong attack um, better known as mini stroke and so I got to reading those and I was like oh my goodness like this is exactly what happened to me and upon reading like clicking on that and reading more into that they were saying that you know this attack that happens over your body it can last like two minutes to 30 minutes and overall the overall symptoms can last like eight hours to 24 hours um or some, something like that of the sort. And so my mind initially, I'm a, I'm a crybaby. I'm like super sensitive. I'm, I worry a lot. I begin to like low-key panic because I'm like, I just had a freaking stroke at the age of 34. And so my mom finally is home. So I call her and I'm like, you know, something just happened to me. You know, I'm not really sure, but according to Google, this is what happened to me so my mom she gets on she's like you know well what the hell is that and she goes on to (laughs) look on the and I'm like well I feel fine now I guess like I still feel a little tingle but I'm fine and she's looking online and she's like well I think you need to go to the emergency room or at least call and see if you know what to do I don't know you know she was concerned like not really knowing what the hospitals are doing with like this whole COVID stuff and we just didn't really know which way to go plus I was scared I was alone and I didn't really want to go to the emergency room right typical right so of course uh, my mom she calls my aunt and my aunt was like the shit no she needs to get to the emergency room now I don't care what she's saying, call the ambulance or somebody go and get her and take her now because she just had a stroke and she needs to be looked at immediately. And so now I'm like, well, I don't want to go in the ambulance by myself. You guys come get me, you know, (laughs) literally that was me. Um, It's a fucking blizzard out, you guys. And... I don't know who was going to come get me, but I just didn't want to go in the ambulance. I was by myself and that would have just like, I probably would have had a whole a panic attack after with that. But my brother, I love him so much. He literally, um, he got up, he lives like not too far from me. He got up, he was asleep. <laughs> he got up, he shoveled himself out with the quickness and he has asthma, but he shoveled himself out with the quickness and he came and got me and took me down to the hospital and they took me in and they were like we're taking you for a a ct scan and i'm having all these um, ekgs done i think that's what they're called 
And they were like, we're keeping you overnight. Tell your brother he needs to go home while it, you know, it's the streets are already a mess, but he needs to go ahead and go home because you're staying overnight. And I'm like, I got to stay here. Okay. Um, That was a lot because I too still didn't know what it would be like if I would be able to have visitors or how that would go because I, I don't work in the health field so I don't know what that's like as far as how their their protocol for COVID um they gave me a COVID test and the gentleman tried to take my brain out when he did it and I was ready to punch him in the face um but I was in the hospital for a couple of days I received a couple of um I had an issue the next day so Tuesday I received a my very first and I'm well it won't be my last because I have to have another one um at some point but um had an MRI of my brain and I had a ultrasound for my heart and and those results came back. So I had a CT scan, an MRI, a um, heart ultrasound. And then on Wednesday, I had an ultrasound of my legs because they wanted to make sure that I didn't have any um, blood clots in my legs stopping blood flow and then on Thursday I had two MRIs but it all happened in like one process Um, but it was very it was kind of long I had one another MRI of the brain with contrast and I guess with having a regular MRI and an MRI, MRI with contrast it allows for, I guess, the pictures that they are taking to come out differently. I don't know if it allows them to see things um, differently with contrast. And then I had also a cervical spine MRI where they were looking at, at my spine. Um, all of those results came back and I was able to go home. I've received um, physical therapy while I was there. Um, I physical therapy and as well as talked with um, the occupational therapist um, while I was there. Um, I was able to go home, um, um, but although the doctor released me, um okay although the doctor released me I still have to have um additional tests done I have to have another MRI um of my spine and another test dealing with some more stuff and um with my heart and jazz it's still a lot to have to go do Um, And I guess I go to the doctor on, well, at this time, you guys may hear it, Monday has came and went. So um, we'll get all of that situated, I guess, and get those tests done. And I'm on medication and it's, it's a lot. It is honestly a lot to have had endured in one day. Um... I said in one day, (laughs) in three or four days, um, the first day being the initial shock where I was like, whoa, what the hell just happened to me? And being admitted to the hospital and being um, looked at as a stroke patient and taking all these medications and basically learning how to swallow a pill because guys, I'm not a pill swallower. Like, I like to crunch it up, chew it up. I mean, whatever. I wasn't, that just wasn't me. Um, but just everything has kind of changed 
Um, Even to this day, I still feel a little um, every now and again, and I explained this to the doctors while I was there, every now and then I still feel a little tingle in my fingers and in my legs and toes. Um, But they were just saying, you know, it will go away. And at some point, it will go away as long as right now, I guess, as long as it's not strong, um, that's a good thing. They are very mild in the feelings, like really, really mild. Um, And they're like, that feeling should go away. Hopefully, I don't ever have to endure this again, but I guess ensuring that I'm taking my proper medication and ensuring that I am eating differently just in general because I have high blood pressure as well um eating eating differently just really focusing on my like truly focusing on my health will be super important to in in keeping my stress level down like I have been so stressed out with a lot of things personally, um, and that doesn't help. I'm a worrier. I overthink everything. I constantly am thinking, oh, and like when it's time for bed, when it's time for your body to rest, I can lay down and I'll have to tell myself sometimes, like, relax, stop thinking, you know, whatever it is, pick it up tomorrow because I'll be laying down thinking like with my eyes closed trying to sleep like okay well tomorrow you need to do this and don't forget to make a list of this and oh sometimes I'll find myself getting out of my bed to go and make a list because I'm afraid that I'll forget it because I can be so forgetful and so like I just have to stop worrying and stop stressing and really realize that I can't control everything and that's just gonna that's just gonna be the new way of life so for this is what I'm gonna have to do and like you guys know I've mentioned before I am big on like structure and um like I mentioned I think in my most recent episode like many kids routine prior to the pandemic was like we get up we cook dinner I mean we eat breakfast we get dressed out the door I drop them off I go to work I pick them up I cook dinner we make sure homework is done we bathe we go to bed and we do this repeat over and over every day of our life right on the weekday and we when one of them gets up and they're sick or not and not feeling well or something goes wrong with the car or just anything traffic whatever that throws us off our schedule I'm in a panic because that's just not the way it should go. Everything should just be straightforward, right? And I realized and I learned on Monday, February the 15th, that that is not, like, I truly learned that that is not the way of life and life can get interrupted at any moment and you can be here and gone tomorrow. Literally sat there saying goodbye to my uncle took a picture with the family and we left to go our separate ways to go home and I could have not been here come Tuesday the 16th you know so it it's really something to like think about and I try not to like overthink about that and worry about that because it makes me sad um yeah it definitely makes me sad and Oh, Lord, I think about my babies like, yo, what if something crazy would have really happened to me, like really, really happened to me? I wouldn't be here for them. So I don't know, just to stress you guys to really live life, like do the things that make you happy. Don't stress over work and things that you can't control. And yeah, I'm the one to say that, but 
I had to learn from that the other day. Like, I have to start letting things go and just really stick to my saying. When I say everything is just as it needs to be, really believe that, that everything is just as it needs to be. And I can't make anything different than what it already is. If you have a story, topic, or questions, or even want to give feedback, Email us at justwhypodcast, the number seven, at gmail.com. You know, truly believing that, you guys, um, when I came home, the first night I stayed with my mom, and I got some sleep, my really good sleep, (laughs) because when you're in the hospital, you really don't get much rest because... They are constantly coming in to either take you down for um, like tests or they're coming in to collect blood or they're coming in to take your vitals. Like it's always something that you, you don't get much rest. And then plus you just can't really sleep comfortably in the hospital. I don't know, you're maybe because your mind is constantly going because you know you're there and something's wrong with you and you don't know what's going on you don't really get much sleep so I got some good sleep when I came home but when I actually came home to my home my house I was by myself my kids they were still with their dad I I'll be honest with you guys I don't I was a little scared like I mean overall I was fine and it felt good to be in my home, in my bed, you know, in my space. It felt great, right? And I said, you know, take my medicine, take a nap, relax. Because that's what I need. I need to just relax. I was so tired physically and mentally and emotionally. Like, it was just a lot. So I take a nap and I had a nightmare. And that scared the crap out of me. Woke up from that. And then it was like, okay, I have to get my mind under control. I can't I can't let this do this to me. And so now it's time for bed. And I, I go to sleep. And I had a nightmare again that it happened all over again. And that scared the crap out of me. And I'm just afraid... I guess I, I, it wasn't really until those dreams that I realized that I'm just traumatized by this entire experience. And I really don't want to be around anybody unless they're family. Like, I don't want to be bothered with anyone. Um, sometimes I have um, little moments where I feel my side kind of like, it does something really weird. I don't even know how to describe it, but I better figure out how to describe it so I can describe it to the doctor. But it's not the feeling that I had, but it's just a different feeling that I'm not used to my body doing. And so when I feel that happening, I'm like, oh, no, I need to move my body and move my arm, move my leg and, you know, super alert and super sensitive to what my body is doing. Um, there was a moment you know, I was in the hospital where I could definitely feel the difference from my right hand and arm and legs to my left because they felt different um the feeling that I was getting through my body they felt different so I'm hoping that somehow all of this can just go away and I could kind of like wake up and um, and this just be all a dream, but that would be me living in um, fantasy life. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm going to try to not let what happened to me defeat me. Um, I'm still emotional about it. still find myself crying about it. Um, and I guess that's to be expected, I guess, in these first couple of days. I'm trying to be strong, but you know, I'm also tired of always being strong and putting on the face that all is well, but I have to, and I have to get it together because I have children and I still have to take care of them and I still need to 
be strong for them, you know? Uh, but my family has been great. They've all been calling and checking up on me, making sure that I'm okay, and making sure that, um, you know, if I need anything, to let them know. And that's been really great. Um, but I just wanted to be able to share what happened to you guys, what happened to me to you guys. And it may not, I may not tell the story in a way that many will be like, oh, that wasn't nothing, but and like I said, it all happened so quick, and you guys can research TIA if you've never heard of it. Um, you can just research that TIA, and you can get the full <laughs> the full name of it, and you know, ask Siri to say it for you if you can't say it, pronounce it like myself. Um, and look it up, and research it, and learn about it, and just really really focus on your health and really take care of yourself and like I know we say it like oh I'm not going to stress about this and I'm going to worry about myself and like we sometimes some of us we talk a real good talk and don't do a goddamn thing and but I'm telling you guys take care of yourself if the doctor gives you medication to take I had to learn the hard way obviously you take your medicine do what will benefit you. Start taking all of your vitamins and eating, eating good. I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys to stay away from all that good chicken and, you know, <laughs> all that greasy food. But I guess maybe eat that stuff in moderation and just, I don't know, put your health first. I had to learn the hard way. So hear it from me, someone who had a whole weird thing happen to them at the age of 34 take care of yourself you guys like straight up I don't think I can like stress that enough truly take care of yourself make time for yourself you know sometimes we'll do make time for ourselves maybe once every month or once every other month like no do that shit often like for real um but Hopefully, we can get back to our regular scheduled program with story time and our regular episodes. I'm sorry that things didn't go, but like I said, a lot was going on in my personal life that kind of put a stop to that. So hopefully you guys like respect that and understand that and will still be here with me when you see that alert from your Spotify or your Google or your Apple that says... A new episode of Storytime and so forth has been, um, is now available. Uh, but once everything is all squared away, I'll get back to you doing things, doing this for you guys. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys what happened to me. And um, I will talk to you guys soon. I love you guys.